a Bristol Rovers fans podcast. Hello and welcome to the Gascast build-up episode for the Wimbledon away game on the Bank Holiday Friday. Uh, we're recording this on the Wednesday and looking out the window, it's wall-to-wall sunshine in Bristol and I'm hearing rumours that it's going to be the same in uh, in London, so should be a good day. Uh, we've sold out our allocation, uh, so it should be a really good atmosphere. Um, two teams that are right down there. Uh, I'm pleased to say that I'm joined by Mark from the Nine Years Podcast. Welcome, Mark. Yeah, hi there. Um, let's just get straight into it. Uh, so the last kind of five games, uh, you've drawn two, won two and lost one. Um, yeah. Rovers have kind of had a bit of an indifferent bit of form, but we had a, a massive win on the weekend against Bradford, left it late uh, to overcome bottom of the league and pretty much, I'd say, relegate them now. Um, and what secure, your, you're, you're pretty much secure your your status in League One for next season, I'd say as well. Yeah, we're, we're close. I'd, I'd say almost. We we did our um, main pod last night, and we we're kind of thinking forty nine might be enough on its own. Yeah, yeah, um, but, yeah but a point or maybe a couple more would pretty much put us completely safe. Um, how have the last five games been for you guys? Um, the thing is, we're we're a very defensively solid team, um, uh, except for the blip that we had against uh, Gillingham, where we let two stupid, stupid, stupid goals in, um, very much close to half time, and eventually losing four two. We've been a very defensively solid team, very hard to break down, which was. More or less the same as what we had under Neil Ardley before Wally came in to, uh, as, as our manager. But you see, the difference being that Wally's created a very interesting, dynamic way of moving forward from the defence. So a very, I wouldn't want to necessarily say counter-attacking game, but it is, I would say, almost a counter-attacking game. High press, um, move the ball very quickly forward. Not not always the long ball, which your one associates with Wimbledon, but uh, high high tempo game to catch the opposing teams on 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 the bounce um, when they're trying to break us down, which doesn't happen very often, to be fair. Um, so in terms of our form and everything, I would say we're solid at the back. We're not that great up front, but I think we could just about get out of trouble if we maintain um, our, our, our kind of attacking nous, for want of a better phrase. Yeah, because um, you went on that kind of amazing run, um, like three or four wins in a row, um, yeah. to kind of really give yourselves a real good kind of fighting chance. And the Gillingham game, I think, came at the end of that run, which was a massive shock. I think I'd bet on you to win that game. Um what um what has been different um has it been kind of like a formation change or is it just yeah there was a, there was a fundamental formation change where before we were playing considerably most of our matches is a four four two uh or a four five one um Wally came in and introduced a depending on how you see it a five three two or a three five two three central defenders uh three units at the back. Uh, wing backs who are we've got Steve Seddon on the left who is lightning fast got some brilliant skills on him and on the right we've got Toby Sibick a young uh, academy graduate who is 
still trying to learn his trade. He's not the best in the world, I'd say, or best in our league, certainly. But he has the capacity going forward to cause some big issues. Um, he actually, uh, his most famous famous part, so to speak, was he was the one who scored the fourth goal uh, against West Ham in the FA Cup. Um, so we've had a bit of a formation change. We've had uh, so more more onus on on containing the final third you know for, for for against teams trying to attack against us and then just using pace up front which we didn't really have before the January transfer window when we got a young player by the name of um Dylan Connolly from the League of Ireland who is like Speedy Gonzalez on speed um he's so fast uh the only downside to his game is that he is so fast that he runs out of pitch before realizing what he's got to do with the ball. Um, so yeah, there's been a change of formation. There's been a change in, in, in ethos within the club of, of how to go around games because before Wally came in, we were on a losing street, like nobody's business and we were, we were dead and buried. Um, and I'm really happy with what Wally's done to, to change things around. Are there any, um, I know you said uh, you've got this really quick player. Are there any, any other standout players we should be looking out for on Friday? Um, Attacking-wise or defensive-wise, would you say? Oh, I'll take any. <laughs> so in, in goal, we have Aaron Ramsdale on loan from Bournemouth. Um, we are waxing lyrical about him. We all say that he's going to be a future England number one. Um, I would definitely, definitely say that. He's... As an astonishingly agile and, and quick goalkeeper. He's so young as well. Uh, he's, I think he's 19 or 20, just turned 20. Um, he's absolutely out of this world. Um, central defence, we've got Will Nightingale, who also came through our academy. He's now our captain, now that Deji Oshilaja is, is injured, or is on his way back from injury, I should say. Um up front, James Hansen, who we all know in League One, League Two, those areas, uh, he's always a handful. Um, and we have a young striker that we've signed on loan from Watford, who started to pull us out of this slump that we were in, actually. But we haven't seen much of him in the last few weeks. His name is Michael Filivi. He's a he's a really talented kind of in the the whole kind of player. Not not necessarily a striker, but one who can really unpick the, the the defense with a nice uh through pass kind of thing but yeah i would, I would say those lot and if he gets on the pitch mitch pinnock who has a, a left foot to rival any of the best left feet in in the league oh, cool um for friday what was if i could uh pick your brains for a score prediction and why a score prediction we need a win there's no doubt about it in my mind. If you look at all the other fixtures going on around us, um, and this has kind of been the, the the problem that we've had since we came, we 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 picked up this this great run that we were on. It no matter what we did, we never got out of the bottom four, and we're still in the bottom four. So, in order for us to actually get out of the bottom four for the first time since October, we must win. Um, I think if Will Nightingale or another really good graduate 
defender by the name of, um, and his name has completely gone blank. Callum Bailly uh, picks out your striker in form, the double-barrel surname guy. Harris. There, thank you, thank you. If we silence him, I honestly believe that we could get a one-nil or maybe a two-nil win out of you guys. If our defence is going to be a little bit awry, I really can see you guys pulling a win out of it. And that would really hurt us where it doesn't, where it shouldn't be hurting. Um, I'm very, very hesitant on wishing a win against a team that I'm a guest on the podcast on. But um, I I say a one nil or a two nil win yet. If our defence isn't there, I see you guys winning. I don't see a draw happening. Okay, because I, I was actually going to go with a nil-nil draw. I think um, if it is a little bit more direct, I think um, our defence has been pretty much our big strength since kind of Christmas. Um, so we've been dealing, especially a long ball, we've been dealing really well with pace, not so much our, our centre-backs aren't the quickest, so that would definitely hurt us. Um and with Johnson Clark Harris, um, he's yeah eleven and eleven now. I wouldn't kind of put it past him to fire a rocket into the bins. Um, but I, just, I don't know. I think it's going to be a tetchy nil niller. I've just got that in my in my thoughts. Um, yeah, you see, if 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 around minute seventy is when Dylan Connolly get, generally gets put onto the pitch, and you'll see him, and this guy is seriously so rapid. Um, Someone someone actually did research and found out that he is the fastest on FIFA 19 in terms of the stats. Um, he is just lightning fast. So that's where I would worry if I were you, uh, because by that point, the back line will be pretty tired as it is anyway. And then all of a sudden to have that come onto the pitch in front of you. And if we utilize him well, I think, yeah, I think, uh, I think that's when the goals will start to come. I, I, maybe you're right. Maybe a nil-nil up until about the 70th minute, but then I think the floodgates will start to open either which way. That's yeah, that's a <laughs> certainly a worry. Yeah, pace is is definitely one that we've struggled with. Um, and you mentioned the the fixtures um, around us. So looking down there, there's Gillingham versus Plymouth, Rochdale versus Wickham, but the biggest one out of all of those I can see is Walsall versus Southend yeah it it could be a massive weekend for for the relegation fight really yeah it's true and and you know the thing is Walsall is actually pretty much due a win um so you know to be fair so are we we're due a win as well now we've drawn a couple on the bounce um and it's not good enough um so I would say if Walsall win and we don't, we're still rooted into the bottom four. And our next game is, lo and behold, against Luton, which is not what we needed. Um, however, our final two games of the season are against Wickham and our final game of the season is against Bradford. So they'll probably <laughs> be gone by then. Yeah. Uh, but then they'll, you know how it is with relegated teams. They generally, yeah. they suddenly start playing open games and start scoring goals, which is bizarre. The weight is off their shoulders. So I'm concerned to, and, and I'm with ter- trepidation. I say we must win against Bristol. There's no questions asked. Um, and I think Wally Downs, our manager, will have instilled that into the minds of all the players. 
this is this is the most important game for us to get three points. Yeah, it definitely sounds like it. And um, having watched Bradford, con- well, just us just overcome Bradford on the weekend. They actually are quite a good team. It, I'm really surprised why how they're like so far adrift. They they were really good at the men, but as usual with kind of when you're down there and struggling, it's the ninety off odd minute loser that you kind of concede and then that kind of snowballs um they've they've played 42 games and i think they've had 42 managers right so that's (laughs) that's probably one of the reasons why they're down there yeah they had some really good players their left back um chicksen uh was unreal and they've got um they did have a couple of other like really really good players which i fully expect to stay in league one if they well as and when they go down i think um would I uh, could I get a prediction from you if you will stay up or not? Yes, I think we will. Um, I honestly, if if we get the win against you guys, I think there's going to be, I'd say, about a third to half of the weight lifted off the shoulders of the players. Um, I can't see Scunthorpe or Rochdale. Um, or even perhaps even Accrington uh, getting out of the, the, the predicament that they're in. Um, so I think Accrington might just about stay up, but I think it, the, the the remaining place, I think honestly, Bradford, Walsall, Southend, they're gone. Um, and I believe that the next one's going to be between Rochdale and Scunthorpe. Um, it's the hope that kills you. It's the hope that keeps you watching. Um, I would say we've got enough and we're on the right time to have a form, you know, to get form, um, to get us out of this predicament. Um, so yeah, I say we're going to stay up. Ask me that nine weeks ago, I would have said, no way. I'll see you in league two. Um, but no, I, I think we can just about do it. Yeah, we did our, um, a kind of prediction, um, last night, and I think I had Roch, uh, pretty much the same bottom three. Um, I had Rochdale um, to go down, and I think so did Harley, and then Max, the other lad we do gas cast with, um, had Scunthorpe. I think yeah. so. Yeah, we're we're pretty confident you can get out of it. It's and you signed it, so hopefully, ooh, yeah, it's yeah, the hope it's we too do, tight. It? It's too tight. Uh, yeah. It's just it's incredibly this this bottom half of the league for league one i think is the most exciting if you were a neutral you'd be keeping mm. an eye on it all the time um that's for sure uh, i think did you see the the, the uh, how much squads were worth report that's come out recently um the, the most amazing thing about it is that scunthorpe have got the second most expensive squad for the whole of the league and that's yet, incredible. they might drop down which is out of this world yeah because they spent quite a lot in january didn't they um and then they kind of had a bit of a bounce and then yeah it just fell over yeah so i I don't wish ill upon any team except for those in buckinghamshire (laughs) um but i believe that scunthorpe are in, in big trouble and yeah, South End, Walsall, Bradford, they're going to go down. I think we're, we're going to, both our teams are going to be fine uh, in the end of the day. I think we might even get up to 16th or 15th in the in the league come the final day, which will make us all sit back and go, what were we worried about? <laughs> yeah. We're a mid-table team now. 
Yeah. Not not looking at the points and the fact that there's only two points difference probably. Yeah. Like I think five games ago we played Plymouth and we were what fourteenth and thirteenth respectively and we were only three points off the relegation zone. It was yeah, a craziness. It is nuts. I think that's all we've got time for. Thank you very much uh for coming on. Um yeah, thanks for having me. Where for those people who are interested in the nine year podcast, where can they find you? All information is uh, available under 9yrspodcast.org or you can find us on Twitter at 9yrspodcast. We are also on Facebook occasionally, but less so under 9yrspodcast. Surprise, surprise. Um, I think I've kind of drilled that into everybody by now. 9yrspodcast, not nine years, although that's how it goes. Um, Yeah, so we're we're available pretty much anywhere you want to look. Lovely stuff. And thank you, Gas, for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed this, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Um, we've uh, like literally last night switched over to a new provider, so it might be a bit funky on the apps for a week or so, but it should be back to normal uh, after that. And finally, up the gas. Come on, you wombles. <laughs> <laughs>